Welcome to the latest episode of the DC Reinventing podcast series. Hello and welcome to the DC Reinventing podcast. I'm Phil Williams and this is episode six of a podcast series from Delta Capita. For episode six, we're joined by Mark Aldous. Mark is Managing Director of SRP for Delta Capita, structured retail products to you. And Mark's going to talk to us about the key value propositions of SRP and the opportunities an ever-changing global market have presented to give Mark's department an edge. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well, thanks, Phil. Uh, good afternoon to you. Sum up the kind of last 12 months in your department. What have been the key changes within the industry affecting SRP? Um, well, there have been quite a few changes, actually. Um, and so I'm just going to talk briefly about those. But our mission here at Delta Capita, as I think you've heard um, over the last few weeks, is to identify ways to make our clients' lives easier, um, more efficient, and to give them back time to, f- to focus on the things that differentiate them from their competitors. So um, the structured products business here aims to achieve these things for the manufacturers of structured products, the, the banks who create the products and the banks that bring those products to market. Um, and those manufacturers have been dealing with a, an enormous amount of change over the last 12 months and, and, and before that. Um, those those changes um, are impacting their business model, and but also impacting how their clients expect to engage with them. Um, so, on one hand, regulators uh, across the world have have demanded more and more from the manufacturers uh, of the products. Um, whilst manufacturers don't typically get involved in in the selling of the products to end investors. Uh, they they use distributors for that. Regulators are increasingly demanding that the, it's the manufacturers take responsibility for ensuring the products are designed appropriately, uh, that the end investor is uh, central to that design process, and, and that they ensure that the products don't end up in the wrong hands. The analogy I, I use is a bit like the, the pharmaceutical manufacturers. They, they need to test their products before they release them, clearly label them and outline the risks to make sure that the people who do sell them um, are uh, reputable and understand the, the products. So the structured products manufacturers now have to uh, test their products, um, have to produce literature explaining them, to the end investors um, and work with their distribution channels to ensure the products end up in the right hands. So that expansion of responsibility for the manufacturers has, has increased their costs and requires them to run additional processes. Uh, but at the same time, that the nature of that distribution process is, is fundamentally shifting um, away from a model where manufacturers would create a few products, um, manufacture large single issuances and push them down through their distribution channels. That's now switching to a model where the end investor or or certainly the the advisor or wealth manager um, selling them the product expects to be able to to, to go online, tailor a product um, specifically to meet their needs. and then go upstream to the market to get the best products and pricing. So the result of of this distribution model change is an explosion in the quantity of products manufactured, but a dramatic reduction in the size of each one, which means that manufacturing has to be extremely efficient because the, the economics of manufacturing small individual products can't support uh, manual processing. No, and those regulatory demands in that, that 
as you said, that's increased overheads. Are, are there changes to the distribution model that will offset some of those increases? Well, um, I guess there's a fundamental change in the um, latency in the system. Um, the distributors now uh, need instant responses to their requests. So manufacturers who can't respond to those requests with pricing and execution capabilities can't participate in this this new market at all. Um, and that's really where we, we come in to help. Um, whilst areas like pricing um, and certainly risk management are clearly proprietary, um, the core manufacturing processes um, around securitization, um, and, and the production of the products are not differentiating. Um, so we've developed technology uh, to, to meet these, these new requirements. Um, we've amassed an incredible amount of specialist expertise and, and technical skills um, to maintain and, and support these processes. Um, and so that, that's what we're bringing now to, to our clients to help them uh, meet these new requirements and be able to participate in the market as it as it shifts. Um, so we, we have the largest specialist team in the industry, meaning we can bring uh, expertise and and technology to, to help any of our clients through these these changes. And presumably now that allows you to mutualize running costs, does it? Tell me about the platform you're using to do that. Um, yes, yeah, certainly. That our our, um, our approach here is is to uh, develop state-of-the-art technology um, for these non-differentiating processes uh, and then uh, run our services uh, supporting these manufacturing processes across multiple clients. Uh, those clients then benefit from uh, both the, the scale that we can bring them um, through the investment we've made but also benefit from uh, the mutualization of the, the cost there. We're, we're able to run these processes across a number of different clients rather than each client having to invest and build their own capabilities. Um, I mean, the other thing I'd say there, Phil, is we, we, we don't just look to leverage these, these tools and, and our um, expertise to run the process as it is today, we, we work really hard actually with our clients, uh, with industry associations to, to actually try to improve the processes and create industry standards. Um, so we've managed consortiums, um, we've been hired by industry associations to help uh, design new standards, to, to raise the bar, um, and then run these, these new processes using our, our, our tools and people. And you can get further details on that of what Mark's telling you at the Delta Capita website, deltacapita.com, where you can read about the Inspire platform, Mark. That's, that's really a, a lot of this work takes place in the Inspire platform, right? That's right. So uh, our, our team uh, leverage the technology that we've built. That technology is um, branded as the Inspire platform. Um, and through the Inspire platform, our clients can engage in our services, um, can connect to the different underlying uh, tools and, and processes that we offer. Um, but we also, through the Inspire platform, uh, enable that connectivity to the broader external world. So we, we recognize that uh, we, we play a crucial role in, in helping manufacturers, but there are many other participants in the industry that our clients need to communicate with. Uh, from regulators to exchanges uh, to even other service providers. And we try to use that Inspire platform uh, to manage that connectivity for them to make that a simpler, easier process. 
So we've spoken about the, the kind of global demands and the global environment you're operating in, Mark. What, what are your core regions? Uh, within Europe, whilst our, our head office is in London, uh, we've always had a pan-European outlook and have experts in, in all of the major European markets. Um, we have a dedicated SRP specialist team in our Frankfurt office to support the German market, which is, which is Europe's largest structured product market. Um, and we obviously leverage Delta Capita's broader uh, European office structure, including a, a large Dutch-based operation. But, but structured products is, is very much a global industry. Um, and whilst each market has its own unique characteristics and, and market practices, many of our clients are, are large global issuers who want to be able to operate in, in multiple regions. So um, we, we have an office in New York um, where we are rapidly expanding our, our offering, uh, particularly around some of the regulatory and, and due diligence services uh, where global clients want to adopt global standards. But we're also now looking at uh, expanding and we're working with some clients in Asia at the moment to expand some of those those services uh, into that region. So what's your, I don't really like the phrase mantra, it makes you sound a bit like uh, the guy from Wolf of Wall Street, doesn't it? But have you, have you got a key <laughs> mantra in SRP? There are certainly some things that, that we uh, hold really dear in terms of principles. Uh, Probably three three core things that we we focus on uh, whenever we talk about strategy and, and expansion. Um, the, f the first is about bringing the right people into the team. Our clients expect us to be specialists, uh, and we brought together an incredible array of, of industry experts, deeply knowledgeable about the industry. So, uh, expertise is something at the, the core of, of uh, the way we think about what we can offer. Uh, this, the second thing, though, which I've talked about already is, is the technology. Um, we fundamentally believe that uh, the technology is central to, to delivering this, this scalable, mutualized offering that, uh, that we, we believe the industry needs. Um, so we're fortunate, really, to have um, the combination of this deep expertise um, as to what we need and then the capital to invest in in developing that that infrastructure and those functional capabilities so uh, technologies is, is right at the, the core of what we do but the, the final of the three things um, probably most in, important um, is that our clients get uh, the best service possible um, we, we strive constantly to outperform clients expectations they, they set service levels um, of us and, and we look to deliver above those service levels um, every day and our, our people are genuinely passionate about um, helping clients get the most out of what we offer and how do you i think that's a really important point how do you know that you are getting the right people there's a hundred people on your side of the business now isn't there how would you know for example if i walked in how would you know quickly i was a charlatan but the candidate next to me is actually the right candidate and shares your values how do you assess that I'm, I'm sure you would uh, you would do very well in the interview process, Phil. But um, <laughs> the, the with a hundred uh, people plus now uh, already as part of our, our business, we have uh, expertise in, in the full range of, of areas that we provide services. 
Um, we also have a, an incredible network of, of people within the industry. Uh, so uh, we already have a very good idea of the, the type of people uh, that we need, the expertise we need, and, and we have the right people to um, assess whether we can add to that um, when we, we, we uh, bring people in. Um, but we also like to develop people and we have um, great programs of, of bringing in uh, graduates and, and people with um, different expertise and helping develop them as well. So it's a combination of those those things. And all those things you just told us about, is that all feeding into how your department is, is reinventing the value chain for SRP? Um, yes, so uh, th those are crucial things in, in terms of how we're reinventing the value chain. But the, the big uh, change that, that we discuss with our clients um, is, is really around the trends I mentioned at the, uh, the start. The, the industry has gone through a lot of change, but there's still a long way to go. Um, and digitalization of distribution uh, has changed the, the, the dynamic for the industry. So what the reinvention that we're bringing to the, the valid financial services value chain is that uh, reliance and, and ability to leverage uh, mutualized specialist capability like ours um, instead of developing it and building it uh, themselves. Mm. Because some of these products, I understand, Mark, would previously only have been available to high net worth clients through some quite exclusive banks, but now through you that you're offering greater accessibility as well, aren't you? Yeah, there's certainly some interesting trends that we see as to where these products might be available. Um, and there are, there are a number of initiatives and platforms actually out there now looking to take structured products to a, a wider and wider audience. Um, and so we anticipate that the improvements that I mentioned around the regulatory environment, um, better testing and labeling of the products, alongside some investment in, in education of um, investors could lead to a, a second wave of growth in the industry. So we're positioning ourselves and, and developing the infrastructure to support that wholesale expansion um, through through the, the inve investment I mentioned in the technology. Oh, it's nice to hear the phrase second wave used in a positive light these days. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe there'll be some further waves, but uh, again, positive ones, we hope. Yeah. So we're talking of further waves of positivity. Where do the opportunities lie then for you in SRP? Well, we're actually at the, the final stage now of launching uh, a new range of services, actually uh, targeting um, clients who are operating in that, that wider retail market. So we are developing a, an offering which supports that more retail-friendly uh, area of the business. Um, and we expect that to, to be a big area of focus in, in the coming months and years. Um, th there are also some, some uh, other trends that, that we see uh, which may uh, cause challenges for our clients and we're trying to uh, make sure that we can help them navigate through that. So. We see opportunities coming from from further uh, digitalization of processes with things like uh, tokenization, um, issuances, leveraging blockchain becoming a, a reality. So it, banks will be faced with with another complex integration between their their internal processes and, and that 
external digitalized marketplace. And we, we feel we're, we're perfectly positioned with the investments we're making and the specialism we have to help make that transition as smooth as possible. You'll know by now, because we're six in, that we have two standard questions we ask everybody who appears on this podcast. So the first one is probably the slightly easier of the two, which is what's your key for reinventing businesses? Yeah, so I've, I've uh, listened to some of the answers to this, and and there are some some things that uh, have been said before, which I, I agree with. That. Number one, really being surrounding yourself with with the right people is is crucial for for the reinvention process and for the development of of any business. Uh, but the the thing I would add to that is um, it's it's really important to to help. Give those people the, the space, the opportunity and encouragement to, to challenge the status quo um, and to develop uh, the way that we, we do things better. Um, and I, I think the, the key for reinventing is to work with your clients through that process so that uh, we, we're not looking to... to, to uh, change the way clients do their processes we're not trying to tell the clients how to do things but we are trying to bring them on a journey where they can uh, ultimately benefit from from some of the specialism and, and technology we've built and the social psychologists tell us that we're all people are all resistant to change so uh, presumably that's something that you've had to learn to work with and work around in order to gain trust how do you do that what's your secret well, well certainly uh Developing that trust takes time. Um, we, we don't expect when we begin a discussion with a new client that uh, we will um, accelerate through that process quickly and take on things quickly. It, it takes time. It, uh, it's built through delivery. Um, it's built through um, yeah, consistent service um, focus. Um, and, and so that trust builds up over, over time. And the final question then, tell us something about you that only your friends would know, something that your colleagues wouldn't know about. You can be anything this, Mark. Yeah, so I, I knew this question was coming and uh, was, was and, trying and to And you were think. terrified. <laughs> I was certainly trying to think through uh, yeah, what, what was an appropriate response. Um, the thing that I thought I would bring up here was uh, about a birthday party I had a few years ago uh, where I had... Uh, special guests at the birthday party were, were David and Victoria Beckham. So I haven't I haven't discussed that. I haven't shown right. off uh, around the office uh, about that. But yeah, David and Victoria Beckham, Posh and Bex came to yeah. my my birthday party a few how years come, ago. How did that come about? Well, we um, we had hired a, a restaurant um, for some friends and family to um, to come and celebrate with me. And the restaurateur asked if it was okay if if one of their regulars. Uh, had one of the other tables while, no while we were there, way. and uh, yeah, so we were sitting down, tucking into our our, uh, our starters, and Posh and Bex walked through the door. Do you know? I was honestly thought you were going to say, "Oh, we'd done some work with them, or that you knew them, or whatever." But it was a completely chance encounter. That was nice. Which era Beckham are we talking about? Was it Sarong Beckham? Was it Long Ponytail Beckham? Which one was it? I think um, this was the the Real Madrid era ah, uh, Beckham, yeah, so I okay. think yeah he, he certainly looked very suave and sophisticated yeah, very good and are you a fan of the Spice Girls uh 
I, I wouldn't say I'm the number one fan, but um, <laughs> Victoria Beckham was very generous that evening. So, uh, yeah. Ever the diplomat, Mark. Uh, <laughs> I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for your time and your company today on this podcast. If you want to get in touch with us about anything you hear, then you can email dc.reinventing at deltacapita.com and we will see your thoughts there. Make sure you go and check out the Reinventing Hub at Delta Capita at the website as well, deltacapita.com. And our thanks once again to Mark Oldest. Mark is Managing Director of SRP for Delta Capita. And we'll meet you back here next time. The DC Reinventing podcast series.